Yo, what's good? It's your boy Derek Brent here, Strike7Sports.com. This is another episode of Strike7Sports Podcast. I'm joined by my co host, Brian Bada, Leo the Seabird. This is another episode of Strike7Sports Podcast. So today, we just want to um, start everything off by talking about what went down last night um, between the uh, Georgia Bulldogs and Alabama Crimson Tide. History was made. Uh, Georgia won their first ever national championship since 1980 over the Alabama Crimson Tide, a team that's in the same conference as them. It's the second time that they've faced each other for the national championship. The, um, the previous uh, year, uh, back in 2018, uh, George, Alabama won on a last-minute touchdown pass from Tua Tagovailoa to Devontae, Devontae Smith. Both players are in the NFL right now. It's, it's crazy how that works, but um, Georgia was finally able to get it done, and it was done. It was done by uh, um, some kind of, I would say, an unusual player, a type of player that beats Alabama is not a game manager type quarterback. Quarterback that's limited. It's usually a first round pick, but Stetson Bennett got it done yesterday. They won over Alabama, thirty three to eighteen. The previous game. In the SEC championship game, Alabama Alabama beat Georgia uh, 41-24. And I would like to get your thoughts on what occurred yesterday. I'll, I'll take this one first. Give credit to Georgia. Uh, they came to play. Uh, that defense showed why they were the best all year. And Stetson Bennett and the offense made enough plays to win the game. Obviously, Jamison Williams, uh, unfortunately, he tore his ACL, which did nothing but a speedy recovery. That changed the game, in my opinion. Once he went out, Alabama had some opportunities, but you could just tell those guys just weren't ready for the moment. Next year, I think they will be, but they just weren't ready for the moment. Bryshawn did everything he could, but uh, he can only do so much, and Georgia took advantage. And uh, give credit to Kirby Smart. This has been in the works for quite some time. He's been building, recruiting. Uh, a lot of people didn't, didn't know if he could get up the job done, but everyone said this is the year for Georgia. They had to do it this year, and they found a way to get it done. So give them credit, but I'm not going to be surprised if Alabama's back in the natty next year. Uh, the favorite, uh, Vegas, already believes they'll be back, so uh, we'll see. But, yeah, give credit to Georgia. They deserve, deserve champs. story is the story that really, and it goes beyond football in my opinion. If you go off the game last night, of course, Georgia, I'll give credit to Bama for fighting through their two injuries with Jameson and Amy. You know, they didn't have Mitchie. Mitchie, y'all have to keep that in mind. And so, they were able to fight, and they, they had a lead in the fourth quarter, but you have to give credit for Georgia for fighting back in those three straight touchdowns. Really, really put the game away, but the Stetson Bennett Bennett story, guys, is this really a story on life? And because this guy, you all know the story, he started as a walk-on. He was at a junior college. This guy was at a junior college. And like you said, DB, walk-on quarterbacks don't win national championships. And this guy really made it. 
people surround a life story like it's life like do not tell ever let people tell you what you can and can't do that's what i got from that from that it's really just a more than just a football story which is why obviously it was a great game but i just really learned that anything is possible and your any everyone's path to success is different so shout out to stetson bennett and just shout out to to um, Kirby Smart for believing in Stetson Bennett when everybody, including uh, Brian, I read your article thoroughly, talked about how if if he struggled, that he they should go, they should go to Daniels if if the game got out of hand, gotten out of hand. But there obviously there was no need for that, and so just shout out to Bennett. Hold on, let me. I got to defend my article. Oh, I've got the only one, some really big time analyst, Joel Clyde. Y'all know him. He was even called for JT Daniels. Said, I'm not crazy for writing that. And I said this, I call for it. That if you read the last part, not sure if you read it, you may have or not. But I said if everything goes well, then you keep steps to Bennett. And I was like, the deep, it, it won't matter. It won't be necessary to make a change. So, but even Kirby Smart got it, Stetson to Bennett. So it's not like I'm, I'm like, I was the only one. Or, and I know you're not saying that, but I'm just saying, like, it's not like it was crazy to stop Stetson Bennett. He had struggled against Alabama. But give him credit. When they went down, that was the key drive. Because after, especially after that fumble, uh, that play was pretty crazy, too. But after that play, how he was able to come back and give credit to Georgia, that they just went throwing it uh, very, very aggressive. And he made the plays. Give him all the credit in the world. I, I don't know about you. Some people said I kind of I feel like I'm not saying that the story isn't nice, but I feel like maybe they're making it bigger than it needs to be. That's just me. While he's a walk on, this guy is pretty good. He's not. He's better than you think. Is he a great athlete? No, but he he's a pretty good court of college quarterback. So I'm not so sure if I'm buying all this. Like, oh, he's a victim. Not a victim, but. Maybe like, oh, oh, he's maybe this Cinderella story. He's a pretty good quarterback, in my opinion. That's just me. Keep in mind, this guy was, and you say that he's a good quarterback. Keep in mind, on the depth chart, he was fifth, he was dang near fifth, sixth string. Keep that in mind, like, when he first started, like, was making his way up at Georgia. This guy started as a fifth string quarterback. So, obviously, that showed where he was on the level. They had guys, they had Jamie Newman in there, if y'all remember him from last year. They had a few other guys in there. They had JT, had a few other guys in there. So, it was... This guy had to work his way up the depth chart. So him being a, him, that kind of shows Brian that he did have to work his way up. And it's kind of why you say he's well. Now we see okay, he's a good quarterback. Georgia didn't think that much of him if they had him as a fifth string quarterback coming into camp last year. All right, maybe, but uh, injury happened to JT Daniels. He was able to take uh, opportunity and run with it and give him credit. But I think he's better than maybe people think. Put it that way. Okay. All right. All right, man. So the way I see it, um, pass off to Georgia, man. They, they deserve it. Well deserve a victory over um, Alabama. It was due. It was due to happen. Um, like I said in the past, it was a very vulnerable Alabama team, despite what they accomplished this season. You saw it in the games they played against uh, Arkansas. Had struggles with Florida. Struggled with LSU of all of all programs. Uh, let's see who else is out there. Struggle with uh, who I'm missing? Well, but he lost to Texas A&M. Uh, struggle with Auburn in the Iron Bowl, but they got it done with Stetson Bennett. Um, I didn't think it would happen. Well, I give I, I predict Georgia to, uh, Georgia to win the game, but 
the way it was going, I was like, oh, it might not happen tonight. But he got it done. Stetson Bennett, he got it done. It's, it's, and, I'll, and I'll say this too. Let's not act like um, Jameson Williams was a torchman in this game. They left this guy, Georgia left this guy wide open a bunch of times in this, in this matchup. And, and I thought that Georgia would have put committed extra help to defending Jameson Williams, and Jameson Williams, but they didn't. They left the guy wide open, left him one on one, and left him one on one with their uh, defenders, and he torched him. And the game changed when Williams went down. I'm not giving the Alabama excuse, but I'm just saying the game, the momentum of the game, the game swung Georgia's favor when um, Williams went down, and also he was missing uh, Mechie. And another thing, when Georgia took the lead. Bama could have came back in there because they kicked the, the kick, they kicked the ball back to Alabama with I think Bama had like three minutes left in the game, and that's when that turnover occurred. So I give them credit on that, man. Uh, Georgia deserves that to win the national championship. In regards to Stetson Bennett, um, I think it's a great story, man. I mean, I saw a tweet online talking about this. It was saying, "Is he the next Rudy? Could they make a could they make a a movie out of this? Could there I mean, it's like a joke and all, but it said." Tomorrow, today, he's going to probably do a, a signing, a book signing, sign his, you know, write his own book and all that. I was just like, yeah, it's, it's possible, man. I think he's going to be a backup in the NFL. Somebody will pick him. It's, it's, you know, he got that on, he got, you beat Alabama, that's on your resume. Somebody will take this guy um, and wish him the best. But, I mean, he, he possibly could make a movie out of this dude with this dude, um, story. You know what I'm saying? But, um, Georgia deserved to win the national championship, man. It's, it's due. You got all that talent on that roster. Um, you know, so many great players come out of there. It was due to uh, winning uh, the SEC. Well, beat Alabama one of these days. You know, um, they've been in, constantly been in the, uh, the big game. It was in the SEC championship game against LSU in 2019. He lost that one. Um, lost against Alabama last year when he had opportunity. Lost an SEC championship game, um, twenty eighteen. It just it's been um, rough for them, man. They finally got over the hump, um, but it was a good game overall, man. And hats off to Georgia. Now I want a second part of this question: Is this next year, right? Who is your uh, projected first four win? I'll share yours. On, you share yours. I'll share mine. Uh, okay, can I ask one quick question Go ahead. before we? All right, I was I just thought of this. Do you think this is the beginning of a Georgia dynasty or the or the ending of the Alabama's dynasty? Man, or come on, it could be a little bit of. Uh, I don't know. Man, no, man. Hey, I'll just say it like this, man. Did y'all watch the uh, the meeting greet after the game between Saban and Smart? Yeah, a lot of Saban Saban wasn't even like bothered, man. He was like he was smaller. Yeah. He's still at peace with it. To me, it felt like it felt like he felt like his team didn't, you know, was America that got there. Yeah, yeah. The way he felt. Yeah. Well, like, he'll be back, man. That just nah, man. This uh, when I share my first four, I tell you, it's, I, it'll tell you how I feel when I share my first four and yeah. projected four right. this year. I'll kind of go. This is just us. Because it's kind of because there's a lot of transfer stuff. Yeah. But uh, let me say one thing, then I'll do my four. Well, I was going to say, someone's made a point. If anything, this just provides more motivation for saving. 
now because if he not saying he wouldn't have motivation if he wanted, but now he has people think that are gonna start saying the dynasty is over, so now he's gonna try to win another one. And Stash Merrick is like, all right, you beat us. You were supposed to beat us. We we're the young team. We lost our best player outside of Bryce Young on offense. You were supposed to beat us. Now we're gonna come back even stronger. And I won't be surprised if Alabama wins it next year. Uh, right now, my top four: Alabama, Ohio State. Uh, this is gonna shock some people, but this is assuming what I think will happen: USC, and then that. Let's see. Damn. You should not give number four. This is this kind of tough because like there's so much uncertainty. Uh, I'm gonna. Dang, that's a tough one. I'll go with Clemson. Go with Clemson. Right. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with my top four. I'll, I'll start off with, of course, Georgia. Why? Why? The question is, I think if Stetson Bennett comes back, I think this team he gives them because he does have a year left, and I think he Bennett, has a year left. Bennett comes, yeah, yeah, Bennett does. does. I'll yeah, be sad if he comes back. Though. Bennett has a year left. Yes. DB. A lot of people saying he should go pro DB, but I think I think he should come back and, and he could go back. To, they could go back to back year when they have the talent. Is that defense coming back? Because being in if it ain't, good luck with that. That defense was as good. Santa Ben was good. He played well, made plays, but that defense was historically great. But without Ben stepping up, so but, but uh, without but without Ben stepping up and making plays, that team that team doesn't win. Now the one thing I'll say, if he want if he's wants to prove like it wasn't just like I can win without a, maybe as good as defense, then. Maybe I would love to see him try that, but if I were him, I'll leave out on the top because next year, not only that, you're going to get a hungry Alabama coming, and then the, the SEC is going to be tough as usual. But well, that's just my opinion. But go ahead. I go with Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and I think the final team. Huh. It's hard, cause why not? Why not? Well, we don't know. We, Ryan, know what? Why not your Oklahoma? Why not your Oklahoma team? I, I, I hope that comes true. Uh, we have. I just don't know how good we're gonna be realistically. Like my realistic expectation, making it to a ball game and then maybe making it to the Big Twelve title and winning it. Dylan Gabriel is good, but he's had some health issues. One health issues. There's some questions about his shoulder. I don't know how good he'll be, and he may not even be the starter. We were maybe bringing another one, and he may beat him out. But he probably will be the starter. But I- I'm waiting to see if I-, I have the right to change my mind. Let's put it that way. Once I see a little bit of them, but I'm not going there. That's why I, I would rather go to USC because I think they're going to get Caleb Williams than Oklahoma. But I hope I hope you're right, man. Yeah, I think Oklahoma. I didn't want to put. I didn't want to go with. Um, I was. I'm not gonna lie, y'all. I was tempted to put Notre Dame in there. I really was. I've heard a lot of not too. The question is the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, that's the big question for me. Yeah, because they have Cone. Cone is going, so they. I think they're gonna have two guys come in and battle it out. And so, uh, it is the, their quarterback play is gonna determine whether where they are and whether they, how they they are they playoff bound because. Has Notre Dame been in the playoffs? Yeah. yeah, they were there last year. Last year, yeah, they were there last year. My bad, but they got stopped by Clemson. If I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's they haven't uh, been able to by Bama, Bama last year, yeah. And then so my thing is this: I think while Marcus Freeman is going, he's a good obviously he's going to be a good coach, y'all. But can they win that national championship? Because Notre Dame hasn't won in thirty four years since eighty eight. So that's going to be But I think Notre, <laughs> yeah, all these teams are in haven't won ten years. Yeah, I told you it's hard. All right, man. So this is my top four right here: Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia. Yes, I do expect Clemson to be better next year. I expect Ohio State to be into it, be in the conversation for a playoff berth. Um, I expect the defense to be better as well. Now, I'm not just gonna pencil in Alabama as winning the national championship next year because. After watching Ohio State this year, and those a few of those games they played, they have NFL talent on that roster that can hurt Alabama. They got the quarterback that can do it, the running back, the running game can do it, and the wide receivers. And they, they got Marvin Harrison Jr. is coming back, Smith the Jaguars coming back, so it's just it's a good football. That's I think outside of Georgia, outside of Georgia, Ohio State can knock off Alabama, and I can put Clemson in there as well. And I expect Clemson to be better as well with um with Galarius. Oh, he's coming back, right? He's D- coming back. DJ Galari. Uga- yeah, Ugalari. Yeah, Ugalari. Oh man, I butchered his name of all time. It's fine. Yeah, I think Clemson's gonna be Clemson next year. Don't worry. Clemson's gonna be Clemson next year. I got Georgia back to the back in the playoffs. And I got Georgia's schedule pulled up right here. They play open up in uh Atlanta against Oregon. They got Sanford, South Carolina, Kent State, Missouri, Auburn. I don't see a threat. I really see a threat on this schedule. Tennessee, you got Mississippi State. That's really ain't a threat. I see Georgia um, going back to the, um, the playoffs next year. My only thing with Georgia is they're probably going to lose their quarterback, and they they're losing a lot on defense. That's the thing. I think they I think they'll have the. I feel like they can make it to the SEC title game, but they'll probably lose to Bama. And another thing, I, I don't, y'all saw my tweet in the group chat. Do y'all think a black quarterback will ever win a uh, natty for Satan? I feel like Rash Young will probably be the last really good black quarterback they'll have. And so this is it. Next year, Rash Young, the, he'll be in uh, L.A. is where the natty is. That's where he's from, Pasadena. So if he can't win it next year, I know it's, I know it's a little thing. I just think it's kind of interesting. But I, I would say I'm gonna say yes because I think they win it next year. But what are your thoughts? Man, we should, man. They, they got a lot, man. Alabama's gonna have a lot of black quarterbacks come through there, man. They'll win one eventually. That's what I think. Saving, go ahead. Saving seventy now. He ain't gonna be catching forever. Yeah, I know. I don't think it's gonna end up like Joe Paterno though, man. When I say end up like Joe Paterno, it, it, it gets to where. The program is no longer succeeding. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think it'll, yeah, if he gets that bad, I think he's going to retire. Yeah. Who would be some guys that y'all would consider taking over at Bama if you were to leave? I know we haven't got to that point, but like, what are some guys, some names in mind that hey, for the next few years? Dave Aranda. That'd be interesting. Dave Aranda, watch. Yeah, I can see that. But the number one guy, Alabama alumni, I think y'all know him. Yeah. Dabble yeah. Sweeney? Yeah. yeah. The question to me is, would he take it? I, I think he would, but uh, it's kind of tough. Like, you think about it. That's a it, pressure job, man. You, 
Do you want to follow saving that? That's a pressure job. Somebody, somebody has to do it. It's what like catching in Kentucky, I'm man. If Georgia, if Georgia had losses and uh, they had got him tired of Kirby Smart, why not Kirby Smart to play Saban? That's a possibility, too. Yeah, there's so many. <laughs> it's got to be it. What about Lane Kiffin? No, nah, but he's not. No. You can't. You can't. You can't be like that at Alabama. You cannot be like that at Alabama. No. 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 Alabama structure. Kiffin's an off-script guy. Does his thing by the book. Alabama, there's everything is done by the book. There's a structure. And Kiffin, no, that's not the type of. Kiffin's a great. Was a great assistant there. He wasn't not going to be a great coach there. In my opinion. I mean, he could win, but he's not going to do everything. He's not an Alabama guy. I really like I said like um, like I said like you said uh, Brian Dabo Dabo would be a very Dabo Sweeney would be a very good option. I think I think in my opinion he got Clemson to where he they are going to be like they're not. I don't think Clemson's going to win another national championship while Dabo Sweeney's there because I feel like teams have caught up. Wake's already caught up. Pete's already caught up. You know they're losing pickets. I think their retool would be better. So I really think Dabo Sweeney he sees the right on the wall. I've gotten to the top as far as, as I can go with Clemson, and I think that he will make that jump if he's offered that opportunity when they want hard. One other question I have. Do y'all think Bill O'Brien called a good game or not? I think I was listening to Joel Klein. He said maybe in the red zone he could have used more motion to try to get this uh, Georgia defense thinking, thinking, like thinking more, and then get uh, the players in more position to make plays look I, i'm not saying he was perfect but with the with the guys that they had available i thought he did all right well, there there was some passes in some key like if if those alabama players make the receivers make a few more plays we could be talking about a different outcome today so I, I don't think he was perfect but i don't think he was maybe as bad as he's some people are saying he was yeah let me say this then let me say this so why is it that when Ever since Bill O'Brien took over play calling, I see a lot of people online kind of like targeting him when something don't go Alabama's way. Oh, like, they didn't do, nobody, nobody did that before, though, at that position, at that slot. I don't know. Some people may just not like him. But, look, what you got under, like, some people got to understand it's like, last year with what Sark did, and some people want to compare him with Sark, Sark is... I would say Sark did a better job at Alabama, but think about what he was working with. Arguably, at the time, right at the, last year, Mac Jones was a better quarterback than Bryce Young. Will Bryce Young ultimately be better? Yes. But last year, he was better. The okay. weapons he had, just the top two, just the top two weapons, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, were better than the top two this year. And so, and then all those players on offense and defense. So, I'm not saying. Uh, Bill O'Brien was perfect. Nobody is, but I think maybe he's getting a little uh, too much criticism. And Joe yeah. Platt was like, "It was funny what he said. He was like, I think Alabama fans should be rooting for him to get a job so they can get more creativity on offense." Uh, that's, that's a hot take, right there, man. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. Go ahead, Leo. Leo. Uh, I think that um, personally, I feel that Bill O'Brien did call a good game. I feel like. There are some times that they should have taken maybe perhaps some more risk downfield. I I think um, on that last play, I think I didn't really like the play call because Georgia really on it. I mean, it was really a, a force to throw by being on by Bryce Young. I didn't like the play call on that pick six. 
at all. It wasn't. It wasn't. And they had more time to to where I feel like they could have gotten a better play call. But you, overall, I feel like O'Brien called a good game. But you just have to give credit to Georgia's defense. He, look at what he was going against. Let's let's not let's not let's not be naive here, guys. They're not. They weren't going to get some patchy scrubs. When you say he called a bad, when people say he called a bad game, he may have called a bad game in terms in terms of who he was going against. But he did the best he could. And 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 I and one thing when we talk about y'all, Nick Saban taking responsibility and and giving credit to uh, Young and Will Anderson, the linebacker, they're so symbolic. Like usually Saban doesn't do is known for those some those symbolic um, sentimental things. He really doesn't. He's he's like a He's a real stoic guy that just stares and and does and doesn't really say much. But but you have to give credit. That's a real man. Cause that's a that man is that's a real man. Like you, have, my respect grew for him, but because of that, because not many coaches would have done that. A lot of people would have said, oh well, each player would have left the players really to have to wear their own badges. But I like how the fact that he was like, you know what, we wouldn't be here if it weren't for this guy. So we're gonna give him the credit. I like that. Yeah, I thought. Uh, I thought he did a, did a, a good job, man. Given the um, circumstances, man, um, Georgia just, I, mean, just, I just think that Georgia just did a good job of adjusting to what Alabama was doing, to me. You know, but um, the, that Jameson Williams um, um, loss was was huge. No lie. It's crazy. It was crazy to me, y'all. Y'all know the Kobe Dean. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching him play since uh, high school, and he was at uh, in Horn Lake. And uh, even though it's, it's, it's not too far from my house, he's uh, that guy's been special since he was. We, they knew he was gonna be special. He was a great, I think, below me. You, they knew he was gonna be special since like his freshman year of high school. They knew this guy was gonna be different. Like this, what, what y'all see, that guy is freaking nature making tackles. That guy's been, he's a special. He's gonna make some NFL teams very happy to get him. That's just a that's a tidbit from the from that defense and then a lot of those guys on the Georgia defense. I think do you think y'all? I think they have at least four, three or four first rounders, or at least guys that'll be picked in the first two rounds, or no, maybe no, more, no. maybe more. No question about it. No question here. Who in college is the most NFL ready right now? What do you mean, in quarterback? Of in terms, of, in terms of what? Yeah, in terms of what position? That's a very vague question. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say, if Bill O'Brien uh, gets an NFL job, who do you think Saban should hire as his OC? You know who I think he should hire? In the position? Oh, shoot. I would say... I would say... Tell me as far as Georgia right now or Alabama? Both teams? No, I think he's talking about in terms of... He's talking about in terms of who is the prospect right now. He not Maybe not necessarily Alabama or Georgia, but like in terms of like, what prospect in college right now, DB, that we saw last year is ready to step on the NFL field right now and say he can start from day one and be an impactful player? Oh, shoot. Chris Alave. Alave. Uh, the pass rushers from Oregon and Michigan. Yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. And Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, Jogba. Man, um, dude. I, There's a lot of guys. Derek Stingley. Like the first round. <laughs> Derek Stingley. Uh, junior, gosh, man, there's just so many. Um, uh, that kid, if he, had, I think if the, if the, he was eligible, he would be out right now. Um, Smith the Jogba, 
Garrett, uh, the other wide receiver that was playing with uh, Olive Harris, what's his name is? Garrett, um, Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, he's straight. Gosh, man, it's just Mechie. I wonder how much they draft on stock. They draft gonna go down by. Because um, Waddle had an injury. He's, he's still in um, top 10. Yeah, but he ain't had no ACL too, though. Yeah, but that dude was walking around with a limp, dude. Yeah. He also threw it, though. Jordan, the guy, the guy on uh, the D line for Georgia, uh, Jordan Davis. He's gonna be a beast. Yeah. In the NFL, like that's a and that's a guy that's a senior too. He's not one of those underclassmen. He, they got played four years. So yeah. You, yeah. That that gets you. That shows y'all that you can get better over time, and that that shows you that not everybody's path isn't through three years and out of there. Yeah. Shoot. I don't know. Man, we got we got so many man. Um. Bryce Young, if if he was eligible, I like the I kid. Don't, don't, I like the kid. Um, the quarterback Stroud. I really like him as a passer. He's nice. Mm, that's that's a lot, man. I don't think any of the quarterbacks that are eligible for this year's draft are plug and play guys. Nah, these these guys. Pickett Pickett showing some stuff, but don't count on it. Yeah, he got to play. It depends, like it depends on how quickly a team's willing to rush it. If a team's willing to be patient, then I can see them starting later next season. But I don't think, I don't think you should have high expectations right away. Hey, let me point this out. But um, Michigan, right? Aiden Hutchinson is coming out of draft. I think uh, David Ajayi was coming out. They need at least like three or four of them on the defensive line if they had a chance against Georgia. Alabama and Georgia got like four of them on the team. They got like <laughs> four Aiden Hutchinsons, two J with the Jobbers. <laughs> Michigan just got two. Yeah. So I mean, Harburg, man, he can contend at, he can compete at Michigan, man. But I don't know if, I don't know if he could get the type of players that Ohio State get, man. Like he's lucky this year with Ohio State defense that was bad. He was lucky. Yeah, they're gonna be really good under Jim Knowles. Uh, Oklahoma faced him. Uh, when he's with Oklahoma State. That Hold on, that's a new OC, DC? Yeah, that's where he came from. Wow. They were trying to keep him at Ohio State. You know, I interviewed that dude before, man. I interviewed him when he was at the Liberty Bowl, man. Oh, you did? Yeah, when, their defense, yeah, when their defense was, like, bad, in my opinion, Oklahoma State. Yeah, when they played uh, Missouri. Yeah, they played Missouri. In 2018. I didn't think the defense would have came up like that. Sometimes it takes time to get that. I was thinking if Bill O'Brien leaves, Dan Mullen would be an interesting name as Alabama OC. I feel like hey, no. Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy. Matt, no, Matt Nagy needs to go to uh, Saban uh, Rehab School, man. Coach Rehab. Saban should hire. I would go with Dan Mullen. Dan That's Mullen. Just... We'll see. All right, man. All right, man. Move along. NFL talk now. So yesterday was Black Monday, and um, it continued, it continued to Black Tuesday today. Um, a lot of um, people upset online from uh, what it went down yesterday. So right now, as we speak, seven openings are available right now. The Raiders have an interim head coach, but that be, that could be changing. So we'll talk about that later on. But right now, um, Vikings hot fired Mike Zimmer. Chicago fired... Uh, Gosh, Nagy, Mag Nagy, 
Um, God, man, I've been brain farts. Miami fired up. <laughs> Brian Flores. Uh, who else, man? Help me out. Who else got fired? Giants fired Joe Judge. Giants fired Joe Judge. That's five. Two more. Did y'all say the Vikings? Yeah, I say the Vikings. You say the Broncos? Yeah, Broncos fired Vic fan Joe. He got his on Sunday, though. And y'all say Jaguars already, right? Yeah, so it's really eight, right? So it's eight or seven? No, Jaguar. it's seven. It's, it's seven. seven? God, yeah. It's not Jaguars. They don't have, they don't have a head coach. Yeah, Jaguars don't have a coach either. So... Well, the end, the most shocking firing yesterday was uh, Brian Flores being fired by the Miami Dolphins. Stephen Ross fired him. Now, you know, when these type of things happen, you know, a lot of people, you know, want to get out online and say it's racism. Black coaches aren't given a fair chance. And while that's actually true, I mean, this this when I went to look into the details of what happened and uncover the facts of why Flores was fired. I don't think this was justifiable in my opinion because they say that he didn't get along with the gym because Brian Chris Greer, who was black, because he didn't sell eye to eye on tour. And now we know that the Deshaun Watson buzz came from Brian Flores' camp, not Chris Greer. And I was reading a story today from a Pro Football Network and they were stating that while Flores was good on X's and O's on the field, they said that he wasn't good as he had he had terrible oh paraphrasing this, but he did his interpersonal skills were as far as management to of his coaching staff was, was terrible because he ran through so many offensive coordinators, guys uh, quitting, you know, before season the training camp started, he fired multiple OCs. Um, this wasn't a good uh, relationship. Good relationship with his staff. And my takeaway is this on this as on this issue is that, but something must have changed between this year and last year because you went ten and six last year, but you didn't make the playoffs. You started off one and seven this year, and you went eight and one. Almost made the playoffs. When finished season nine and eight. You swept uh, Belichick, who is your mentor. I mean, and very few assists, very few assistants have a success against Belichick, but he has, and you fired a guy. And I know, I mean, a lot of a lot of coaches don't see the eye to eye with their staff. That don't mean you go and fire. Someone asked y'all, was the um, Brian Flores firing justifiable? I'm going to take this one first. I'm going to see you went first on the last topic. I'll go first on this one. Go ahead, man. Um, um, I'll take, I, I'll take it a wild step back, y'all. I'm going to take me being the, the black stuff out of it. It was, it was justifiable. And you know why? Go ahead. You didn't make, you didn't make the playoffs, man. I'm sorry. You didn't make the playoffs. But that wasn't why I got fired, though. Let me, let me continue. Go ahead. Let me go continue, ahead. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> he didn't get fired for not winning and not making the playoffs. But if you if you had won and made the playoffs, he would still have a job. Now, let, let's be fair with that. But you got fired because you didn't kiss you didn't kiss a double S pretty much. You have people, although you didn't you didn't he didn't make the right relationships. And while Belichick, I, I don't like using this word, but Belichick Belichick many people would consider him to be a dick. 
in a way. And I'll use a better word. Like, and and he's because uh, I was reading the article that that Brian I think said in the group chat, and it, um, he was talking about how Belichick's coaching tree, they guys that are pretty much done just D's. And Flores is is, is a, no offense to Brian, he might be a great man, but they consider him to be a D. So when you when you're a D and you're around a bunch of D's and you're not in it, you don't have and you, and you, and you, and you, when you're a D. When you're a D and you don't have the winning to get away with it. See, Belichick win. You win, you win, and you have to get away with it. You can't be like McDaniels was a D. You didn't have you didn't win enough games to get away with it. So let if Florida made that. the playoffs, that's true. Bro, you, can't, but... you can't be a you can't be a D and not win and not make the playoffs and not win. You won. But you didn't win enough to make the playoffs, and you know he didn't have the. You got to. I, I'm not saying you have to kiss kiss butt to be. You have to kiss butt to be an NFL coach or anything like that. But you have to have somebody that's in your corner. And if Flores had, you need to get people in your corner. And and well, I guess he's a great he's a great coach on his field. But that's not all about being an NFL coach. And you know that DB. All NFL coaches aren't great in terms of like the great ones have correspondence within their programs. And when there's when GM and and GM and, and coach don't see eye to eye, who goes first? Grinch been with the team twenty one years. Who's gonna go first? Him or him or a guy that been there three years. Keep that in mind. So and so we saw who went first. So I think what, now that I took a step back and looked at it, I, I honestly see why they let him go. Even though I don't I wouldn't have done it, but I see why he was let go. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, uh, this is a tough one. I'm going to say it was justifiable. I'm not saying I agree with it, but it was justifiable. I think the biggest issue is the next way place he goes, he's going to have to learn how to maybe just work on his relationships better. doesn't mean you have to kiss anyone's behind. You don't need to do that. But you got to – relationships are very – how you cultivate relationships are very important. And I think wherever he goes, I'm hoping he gets a job. It's not a guarantee, but – he better hire one hell of an offensive coordinator and offensive staff to develop whichever, if it's a young quarterback or a veteran quarterback, because I think that's the key. And then hire a really good DC too. But I mean, sometimes you learn from what happens. I think it, it was unfortunate uh, that he had a winning record the past two season and lost his job. But um, I think that tells you how much people think he's a good coach that he already has an interview with the Bears. And hopefully he'll get more interviews. So hopefully he gets another job uh, and it works out well. Sometimes your first situation isn't doesn't work out, and that's all right. But once you get that second one, you learn from it and do the best you can. Um, to add to it, before you uh, go ahead, DB, and uh, I'm really I'm really intrigued to hear about hear, um, yeah, um, I, I, that's something that I really have to say, y'all. Like I feel that while. Um, I was listening to Cowherd, and he talked about, and I was listening to Florio, Mike Florio from PFT, from okay. Football Talk. Okay. They were talking about how, they were talking about how this firing might be a blessing for him. You know why? Because yeah, he, go ahead. I heard it. Yeah, yeah, because he was talking about how, you, and someone said in the group chat, folks got to play their role until they locked in. Sometimes you do in these organizations, not saying you have to kiss someone's butt, but you have to, you have to be all good with, you have to be a people's person. A lot of these coaches, Nowadays, you have to be good with people. They're, they're gone are the days of you just coach a team. You have to be good with people. And like I was saying, the, Miami's going to be dysfunctional. They're going to be worse without this guy. They're not going to hire somebody who, who brings this, who, tur- who brings and turns this thing around. They're going to be worse without him. And, and one thing Cowherd said, y'all, 
that I, that's going to make me think Flores is going to work at another team is he first year he came in fixed that defense. Second year defense was fixed. Even this year they gave up a lot of points early, but defense those last nine games was locked in. So he's conquered his side of the ball, and he knows, like you said, Brian. It's just about him hiring the offensive staff. And I know Brian Flores can coach, so I would hire him. Hey, if he became coach of the Raiders, I, I mean, shoot, I'm not going to lie. I would I would definitely need him to get a great offensive coordinator. We need to get a great staff. But I wouldn't mind him hopping to, hopping to Vegas. Yeah. All right. So let me ask y'all this. If Justin Herbert is not good, do we, do we hear the uh, – the show, the, the, uh, the Sean Watson buzz because that, based on the story I read, is that the, the, the chatter is that with her, he, uh, Flores wanted Herbert, real like Tua. Wait, hold on, wait, right, hold, hold on, let me get. The, are you trying? You got to repeat it again. All right, so, so the, the chatter is that the Watson stuff started because Justin Herbert was good. This is pretty good. Yeah. So they're saying that Flores had buyer's remorse. However, Chris Greer wanted Tua all alone. Flores wanted Herbert. So if yeah. Justin Herbert sucked, will Brian Flores be okay with having Tua? And what we even be hearing the, the whole Deshaun Watson stuff because that's where it came from. It came from his camp. That's a good question. You, you may have a point there. Uh, and also be interested in will Deshaun Watson land because I believe he'll be traded March oh, yeah. 16th day to watch. Uh, will he go where? Will he and Brian Flores be a package deal? That'll be something that'll uh, be interesting to see. But I see where you're going. Uh, I, I don't know. But also you gotta remember the owner wanted him to, and if you like followed it, he went to Miami. That that wasn't just on draft day. That was like a few years in the making. So that like they went had wanted him for a while. So I know Brian Flores may have wanted Herbert, and Herbert right now has proven to be the better quarterback. But no one knew that though. Say what? Nobody knew Herbert was going to be that good though. Yeah, I know. I'm saying like he's been proven right, but even someone said this. I can't. I don't know. It's probably Doug Gottlieb. <laughs> He probably said that even the Chargers, if they had gotten the opportunity, they probably would have taken Tua over Justin Herbert if he was available. So I don't think that what the Dolphins did was wrong. Maybe the development of Tua has not been as the development of Herbert. And I think that's ultimately why hurt Brian Flores. And if Chris Garrett isn't careful, it could ultimately be the reason why he's not employed as a Dolphins GM anymore. Hey, but do you remember this, though? You remember that? I don't know if y'all remember this, but there was a story where the Dolphins wanted to package all their picks Give him to Cincinnati and move up to get Joe Burrow. Did y'all remember that? I didn't. I didn't hear that story, but that would have been interesting. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think mm-hmm. Cincinnati would have said Bro, that. Bro, y'all remember that year? That was 2019 year. That one, the year that LSU won the national championship. There was this yeah. uh tank for Tua like hashtag. Everybody tanking yeah. for Tua, and like mm-hmm. Joe Burrow just came in and just like, just like a root tool, and like Justin Herbert. I mean, was at Oregon, but it was like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy yeah. how that went down, man. Yeah. I um, think I, like, I was saying at the time, I made a video on it. And folks kind of clowned me about it. It was, I said, if I'm Miami, if I'm Flores, 
I will package those pictures to Cincinnati and offer it to him and move up to get Joe Burrow. That's what I would have did. All, all of them? Yeah, quite a my man, quite a few picks, man. Not all, not all of them, man. But since then, had the number one pick in the draft. Nah, he's not Ricky Williams now. Let's, let's, let's not. Nah, he ain't Ricky Williams, but he, he's pretty good, man. <laughs> but then again, I don't know if Joe Burrow's that good on the Flores, though, man. I don't know. Right now, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, I hope he. Excuse me, just real quick. I hope he gets to a situation where he can either get a veteran, where he won't have to develop. That'll help him, in my opinion. But if he ends up having to do that, his offensive staff is critical. Uh, but he, it's, it's hard to develop a quarterback. He's not the only coach that maybe struggled to develop a quarterback. It's really hard to do that. And who knows? Maybe Tua may just not be that good. We're going to start finding out pretty soon. But uh, we'll see. I hope he learns on his feet. He's a good coach. You got to do it, Leo? Go ahead. Uh, if you want him to go to a place where you don't have to develop a quarterback, there's only one option really to go to. And it's a. Uh, Really, go as of this moment would be go to Minnesota. That's the only place where he would have to not go to. Really what about Oakland? Well, right, I, I mean, mean Vegas, Vegas. Vegas. I mean, yeah, if, I mean, yeah, Vegas too. I didn't think about that because I, I, I said that I would want Flores, but if Basashi wins the playoff game, I think he should keep his job. Did so you job? Yeah, Basashi, I think he should keep his job. It, it's basically the way this team was. This, well, we'll get to that in a minute. But the team was six and seven. Keep that in mind. And we went on a four game win streak. And just the energy of this team, we knocked off a Charger team. That it, everybody was like, uh, well, the Chargers, Raiders weren't made for this moment. Herbert was supposed to be the guy that's supposed to. And it's crazy, right? Y'all talking about Herbert. Y'all talking about Herbert like he just crowned Jewel, right? How is Justin Herbert so good and yet he can't make the playoffs? You can take your 383 yards passing and, and sit down because you pass for all those yards, but you're not good enough. Justin Herbert, he's not good enough to where he can carry a team to the playoffs. And you just showed it. And, and y'all say, too, he's not. Uh, and um, let me see. Well, yeah, what was the comment? But anyways, the point is, Herbert's not good enough to carry a team to the playoffs. He needs some help, and he didn't get that help. But he's and all those about... passing yards, huh? Go ahead. Herbert, Herbert, Herbert. Yeah, he's a young quarterback, bro. But don't, don't, don't holler at me like he's the next Jesus. I'm not, man. But, but, but he's not good enough. It's coach, man. Yeah, it's, coach. it's a team game. Driven analytics, man. They going for it. They could have beat the Chiefs. My, my dad told me that Burrow is first. Like you tell me, we talking about it earlier, y'all. And I want to ask y'all a question real quick before you get, uh, get your stupid snippet, your uh, piece on this DP. My dad said he would take if he were to do it again, he would take Burrow number one, and was it would take Herbert number two before because he thinks that Burrow has a better ceiling. Do y'all agree? Yeah, yeah, I think that was the right decision to take Burrow after the year he had, but. I don't think Herbert's that far behind. And if Herbert ends up having a better career, I won't be surprised. But I won't say Herbert, that either. I won't say that, man. You're saying you'll be, so you'll be surprised if he has a better career than Joe Burrow? Somewhat, yeah. Dude, Burrow's in the AFC North, man. With Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Come on, dude. And Joe Burrow's had to come over. I know both organizations are historically Cincinnati DB during your lifetime. And you you know you watched a lot of football in your lifetime and covered a lot of sports. Cincinnati's always been what mediocre. Mediocre at best, always, man. And they've always been a victim of their what own miss. Yeah. So I think Burrow's. I mean, well, Herbert Chargers have been historically mediocre too, but having to overcome 
talent, I would overcome the most drama to get where he is. Look what Joe Burrow playing a full season did for them. Yeah. Having the QB goes a long way, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sold on Zach uh, Taylor yet as a coach. I know they made it this year, but think about what happened. Baltimore was down. Cleveland was down. The Steelers, depending on who they get at quarterback, I have to see it another year before I'm really, really a believer. Uh, and the Chargers, if you really think about it, the Raiders are high, and Denver will see what they do. But all you really got to do is worry about the Chiefs in that division. And I know they're going to be there for a while, but I could see them maybe some years winning it, and maybe they got to start making the playoffs. But I don't think it's as crazy as the scene to say Herbert can have a better career. He has better weapons right now. Uh, the defense still needs to improve, but I, I could see that happening. All right. Let me ask you all this, dude. Out of the seven jobs that's available, which is the best opening right now? Go ahead, Brian. Man, this is a tough one. Dang, this is a tough one. All right. I'll put it like this. In my opinion, I go about which team has the best quarterback. So right now, I'll probably say the Raiders. Sleeper job is the Broncos because they're a quarterback away. Uh, and then, man, and then I, I'll, probably, yeah, I'll probably say the, the uh, Raiders are the best job. But the sleeper job, in my opinion, is the Broncos. Jacksonville, you have a Trevor Lawrence showed some promise in that finale if he can just be more consistent. I think you have one hell of a quarterback there. And then I feel like the Giants, I think the next coach is gonna get is gonna get some time because they this will be their fourth coach in I think nine years or something like that. Or, or in fourth and seven years, excuse me. So I think that next coach is gonna get some time and you'll you'll be able to bring in your own quarterback because Daniel Jones it's just a matter of time before they get him out of there. So I think that's a sneaky good job. The only problem is the, the market, the New York market. Is that if you're not careful, uh, it can eat you alive. So you got to be careful there. But if you get the right coach, I think they'll be all right. I don't like how you, you didn't bring up the Vikings. Kirk Cousins? And, you know, no, no. It's the most stable job that's available. You know why? They're wow. the most patient team. They're gonna, they gave Ron, they gave Rich, they gave Rich Spielman sixteen years in the organization. They gave Mike Zimmer eight years. You know that's the most stable job that you can get of any of those teams. The one thing that you were looking as a coach, y'all, y'all are looking for stability, right? You, I need to go somewhere where okay, I can be here for a while, and I and I know yes, Minnesota's probably the, the most. I think Minnesota and Vegas are the two most jobs where I think a coach is gonna have to be a step in to win. Because I think those are because I, I listen to both exit press conferences from the uh, all the teams that fired their coaches. I listen to all of them except for the Giants one. But and and, with, and the Wolf switch, Mark Wolf was talking about. We feel like we have a roster that's ready to win now. We have too many great players for us to be average. She said we're not settling for that. They're tired of that. So I feel like while 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 they're it's the most pressure job to win. I feel like it's also the best job because they're going to give you time. And they're going to give you the, everything. They're willing to spend money. It's the team that's had the, the most invest. So I would go with the Vikings. Can I, I'll respond really quickly. That's all right, but I feel like until they get a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Dude, they're not. Dude, that. You will, he's all right. The cap hit, man. 
we'll be waiting forever. That's a lot of money. <laughs> you you in the hook for a lot of money if you get rid of cousins, man. You gotta they like. Really... Go ahead. They could get a really cheap good uh, backup and then draft a quarterback or give Who's, Calum. What's a cheap good backup? Jameis. I don't Kill him. I don't know. Maybe they could try to trade for Deshaun Watson. I don't. I think he would want to come to Minnesota. You don't come to Minnesota. But, yeah. <laughs> He would, mean, yeah, right. he would be a good team. It would be a good situation. One more quick thing, then you can go. go the thing about stability, you only get stability if you win. If you don't win, they'll get rid of you. And so that's the that's the best way you can get stability is and win. And you can even win, and they can still get rid of you. Doug Peterson won some games. They still got rid of him. Uh, Brian Flores had a winning record the past two years. They still got rid of you. And I know it was unique situations in those particular situations but the best stability is winning and so if you don't win you won't be there much longer i saw someone said i'll never forget it the nfl stands for not for long and that's really really cheap go ahead Lee. i have a question y'all um i know texas people talking about the straight and the shine y'all know is it would it be interesting if the texans tried to get brian flores knowing that uh that Deshaun Washington is a flores guy and casero Nick DeSario having worked with Floyds for years, years, and I mean years, in that Patriots organization. Is it possible that they could try to convince Watson to stay? I think that bridge is that bridge has been burned. I think he's done. done I think man. he wants to move on, and they want to move on. So yeah, I, I wish if that could work, but Isn't if it? he got there, I think he, he better know that Deshaun Watson is probably on his way out. Isn't that guy uh, Easter Bay still over the team? Yeah, they, like, they don't the, like the pastor. Like that's. Now, he's not over to me. I know what you're talking about. He had yeah. a lot of influence. Yeah. I'm not sure. He may, I don't know if he's still there anymore. Mm-hmm, but, he uh, yeah, number one, we, we haven't even talked about Cully. He's probably going to get fired. The way it sounded, it's really unfortunate. But uh, I'm not, I, I wouldn't want to, I personally wouldn't want a black coach to go there. That's just my personal opinion. I just don't think that franchise is, is the, the right for that, unless if you win, right, win can win. Uh, really, really quickly because I, I just don't. They just give me the wrong. I'm not saying they're racist or anything like that. They did have a, a black GM. They just, they just give me the wrong vibes. They give me the wrong vibes, and I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, there's something about the way that, especially, especially after this last off season, I, I wouldn't want. I mean, I know Kelly. That was his first opportunity. He took it. But um, I just, I don't know. I just don't like the Texans. Maybe it's because I'm a Titans fan. But I just don't like the Texans organization. That's just me. All right, I'll you go. Think Cully, so you think Cully's lame duck, y'all? That's what a lot of people I, think. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. That's what I heard. Gosh. All right, man. So I, I, I'll go, man. Look, the best job opening, I said it in the past, is Minnesota. Look. The best job opening is Minnesota. You got Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, um, Irv Smith Jr., the tight end. Pretty good players on defense. You got, Lance, I think it's Lance Kendricks. Yeah, Lance Kendricks, the linebacker. Um, Harrison Smith, still a pretty good safety. Um, little linebacker, man. Um, not Lance Kendricks, the other guy. Barr, Anthony yeah, Barr. Yeah, Anthony Barr. I mean, I just think that's... That's the best job available, man. If um, that's why I said, if I'm uh, Jim Caldwell, I would try to vouch for the Minnesota job because it's it's right for the taking. You know, you just gotta get 
somebody to get get some. You just need a coach that can get Kirk Kirk uh, Cousins to perform better in these um <laughs> clutch situations. That's all you need, man. I think he's reached his ceiling. Another Minnesota is the sleeping giant, dude. Another question I thought of. Give me y'all's top three candidates. If you had to, regardless of situation, just if you had to hire three guys, who would, who would you call or who would you hire? All right. Three guys right now? Yeah. Shoot. Flores, Leftwich, and, man, this is tough, dude. I like Brian Dable, man. I think he's good. You want to get Leo or do you want to get Leo? All right. I'll go with Jim Harbaugh. I'll go with Brian Flores. Brian Flores. I just got, I'll add another one. Brian Flores slash Jim Caldwell. And then I'll go with Doug Peterson. That that will be my top three slash four. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh, dude. Jim Harbaugh spat, fazzes, out, spat, uh, spazzes out after three seasons, man. I know, but he still... I, I wouldn't do look, that, man. That's he, dangerous. If he can't... Look, if he went to Minnesota, I don't think he could get to win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins, but if he got the right quarterback... What you mean he can't uh, win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins? Yeah, he, he almost went with Alex Smith. He had Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Yeah, Alex Smith is, was better than Kirk Cousins, in my opinion. Nah. He can no, run. yeah, he... Well... Yeah, he, he's better than Kirk Cousins. No, he's not. You know, I don't Cousins know. Cousins put up better stats, man. A, he, was, he wasn't playing too bad last season. That defense got to play better, too. That's another thing people may not be wondering. When you got a defensive coach and that defense was as awful as they were, that was a problem. They had a lot of leads they just couldn't hold. But, yeah, those, those would be my top three or four. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see who gets hired. And then you got some of these GMs getting opportunities. I'm interested in which GMs get hired, and there, there's some situations where if if a GM comes to an organization or knows a certain guy, then you could start linking names to that guy. Like for example, there's this one guy in Arizona. <coughs> some people are linking to Byron Leftwich, so if he gets hired, don't be surprised if Byron Leftwich gets hired as that organization's head coach. Hey, look, the Bears uh, interviewed a. Uh... Jeff Allen, who was the Saints uh, director yeah. of uh, scouting. So don't be surprised if uh, Dennis Allen gets a call. Dude, yeah. Dennis Allen's going to be a good coach, man. Dennis Allen's going to be a really good coach, dude. Watch. Who's his OC? That's my question. He for may pull somebody from the Saints. I could see that. You know who I think he should hire? I'm surprised his name hasn't been brought up. When, when is Joe Brady going to get an OC job? Man, that Joe Brady, man, good. look, Joe Brady, go back to college, dude. He ain't going back to college. He wants to Joe be Brady, NFL. man, I, I told y'all what it was, man. You have that much talent on your offense, dude, you're going to look really good. And I think that's what it was, man. I think it's a little bit of both. But the way I look at it, I want to see how the Panthers do with their new OC, and then I want to see how Joe Brady does with a better quarterback. Then that'll let me know more. To be honest, man, as a Saints fan, I hope the Panthers suck, man. And they continue to get back, you know, coaches and quarterbacks. So, I really don't care what Carolina does, but I hope they do bring back Matt Rule and Sam Darnold, you know. I see. I and can Christian see that. McCaffrey. 
because they overpaid for him and didn't put the right pieces around him. So we'll see. But I'll say this, though. If Harbaugh leaves it for the NFL, they need to holler at uh, Matt Rule. Just saying. Michigan needs to holler at Matt Rule. I think he would consider taking it if they yep. give him a big deal. But uh, I see him staying in the NFL. I want them to give either Gattis, Hart, Matt Campbell. Bro, Matt uh, Campbell, man, gosh, man. What's fascination with Matt guy. Campbell, man? What What has Matt Campbell done yet, man? He's a good He gets the best What out has of he done yet, man? He been New Year's Six yet? No. Yeah, he beat Oregon a few years. I think, was it? Yeah, he beat Oregon last year in the New Year's Six. Yeah. Man. Think, about, think about where Iowa State was. They were basically like Kansas before he got there. Nah, Iowa State had some squads before that, man. They had some good teams, but they were never consistently just like, they're not, they're, they weren't KU level, though, man. Nah, KU's trash. Okay. Right, but my, three, my top three, y'all, I haven't gotten to mine yet, but um, I will go with uh, Dan Quinn. I think he deserves a, I, would, I would give him another chance, really, to get a head coach because I think he's learned. Uh, number two, I would go with Keller Moore. It's trending towards the offensive league, obviously, and I feel like Keller Moore – just like it'd be key for uh, him to really these guys to hire good offensive coaches. I'll be interested to see who he hires as his defensive coordinator because apparently he knows nothing about that. So I would uh, bring Dan Quinn, um, Kellen Moore, and really my number three option, I would give uh, Leslie Frazier a call from Buffalo because I feel like he would, uh, Minnesota, he deserved to go to purgatory after what he did in Minnesota, but I feel like he learned his lesson. And I, and, I, and I would give him another chance. And then, like I said, it'd be key to see what his offensive staff would be. But Lily Slater is a symbol of a really good defensive team, like unit in um in uh Buffalo. So those are my three: Dan Quinn, Leslie Frazier, and Kelly Moore. All right. I've hey. already uh, let me go really quick. I've already penciled in Dan Quinn to Denver. I- I'll be shocked if he doesn't get that job, given his relationship with the GM George Pat Payton. Uh, they wanted to work together a while back, and they worked together before in Miami. So I'm, I'm I'm already giving him that job. Leslie Frazier's interviewing with the Bears. If they hire somebody from the Bills, then I could see him potentially getting that job. Again, offensive coordinator is key for all these defensive guys. Because if you get an offensive coach, that offensive coach can call the play, so you don't have to worry about that. The defensive right. coach, you got to figure out who that offensive coordinator is. That's the key. Hey, and then who was the other guy you mentioned? I said uh, Killer Moore. I, I don't know, but I'm kind of iffy on Kellen Moore. I'm not saying he's not good, but how much is, is it? If, is it that or a little bit above? I, I think he. I think I, I'm a little wary of him. Not saying he can't be a good coach, but I'm not sure if I would hire him. Hey, he reminds me of that. He reminds me of Zach Taylor, like a few years back when he was hot and everything, and we were talking about uh, Zach Taylor being an egg because we weren't sure about whether he could do it. It might whoever team he gets goes to. I hope Kellen. Killer Moore would be good for a, a young team that's on the rise that don't have high expectations. Like him going to a Jacksonville or a Bears or somewhere like that, a team that not that with high expectations, they're going to take a few years to grow. Like when Zach Taylor went to the Bengals, they knew it would be a multi-year process, and you see what they're doing now. That's what would be suit Killer Moore, a, a team that's not ready to win now but can be in a few years. Hey, we didn't mention uh, Eric Bieniemy, man. No. No? Man, I've given up on him. And I'm not saying he shouldn't get a job, but he's only got a one interview request so far, so far. And so, and it's in Denver, where I believe Dan Quinn would be the uh, 
coach. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you think uh, this is something somebody brought up? Our friend Jason Whitlock, uh, it was a uh, a year back. He brought some. Do you think EV should go somewhere? You know how they're interviewing for all these coordinators. Offensive. Do you think he should go somewhere and be a coordinator and call plays? Or do you think he should just stay and wait his turn and maybe some wait and hopefully he'll get a job? What do you think he should do? I would. If he can do that, but he needs to go. If he, if he does go somewhere, the coach need be the coach need to be needs to be a defensive minded coach because that yeah. way, that way nobody can't say, well, oh, you just did that because of the um, so and so is your head coach is the head coach. You're not really calling the plays. Mm-hmm. But I think he deserves to be head coach one day, man. Yeah, I hope so too. Everybody from the Andy Reid tree that's been an OC has gotten it. Nagy. Peterson, E. Harbaugh, there are a lot that I haven't mentioned. A name to watch in a few years is the Chiefs quarterback coach, Mike Kapka. Don't be surprised if he gets a, a – the Eagles shot to hire him when Doug Peterson was – they wanted to hire him as the OC, but Peterson. Hey, how – what do you think this is where you can – a head coach, if you wanted to interview one of my coordinators, if, it, if I didn't want to, I could block it. I don't think they should be allowed to do that. I believe you should be allowed to interview whoever you want. For any position, that's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I hope EB can get it. Uh, what about? Uh, I just thought of this. What about EB as the OC, Brian Flores as the head coach? What do you think that worked? Sure. Yeah. A question is, I don't know if EB wants to do that. That's the thing, and yeah. I don't think he should have to. Yeah, he should have I don't to. Think he should have to. He shouldn't have to, but he may have to to do that. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But he's only got a one interview request so far. And you know, something someone else made a point of, if you're getting all these interviews and nobody's hiring, does, what, what is, I feel, I feel like it can hurt you more, more than it can help you, you know what I mean? Because if like, oh, nobody's hiring him, then there's, some, there's something going on. And I don't know, there's been some rumors about him not interviewing well. I don't know if that means he just doesn't interview well or he's not telling them what they want to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kissing oh. passes is a little bit. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll that's, that's, that's a question you ask. That's something that you, we can ask for. Uh, that's something you ask like a GM. Somebody that's been in a GM role, ask them, like, what are they asking the, the coaches? You know what I'm saying? And during interview processes. But we'll see, man. But uh, next topic is uh, NFL playoffs. It finally, the day, well, it's finally here. You know, the road to the Super Bowl starts this week. But, um,. It's wild card weekend, super wild card weekend. They got games on uh, Saturday, Sunday, and now Monday. And I got the schedule pulled up right now. We got a uh, shoot Sunday, Saturday. We got the Raiders at Cincinnati. Saturday night we got New England at Buffalo. Sunday we got in the afternoon we got Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Following that, well, next after that is uh, San Francisco at uh, Dallas, which is the uh, Nickelodeon game. And then close it out, well, Sunday night we got Kansas City at, well, Pittsburgh at Kansas City. Um, don't know why they put that game on a Sunday night, but oh well. And Monday we got, close it out, wild card weekend, we got Arizona at, at Los Angeles. So I want to ask y'all. Uh, these games that'll be playing this weekend, this weekend, 
Which one is a potential upset on your radar? I'll take this one first. This is pretty simple. I want to know if y'all's thoughts. I really don't think this is an upset. I'm going with 49ers over the Cowboys. Damn. Do you think that's an upset? That's the game that's that's like the best game of the week right there. And um, people have been talking about that too, man. I'm looking at that 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 that, that San Francisco roster, man, and um, it's scary. I don't know. That's one of my the games I'm pre previewing this week too. Yeah, interesting dynamic. Kyle Shanahan versus Dan Quinn. Uh, Dan Quinn obviously had Shanahan in his OC when they both choked that Super Bowl to the Patriots. I still can't believe they lost that. But uh, that'll be an interesting matchup that I'm looking forward to. And also, Kyle versus D'Amico Ryan. I think that's his name, the DC for the 49ers. So you think that's an upset? That's a possible up. You think that's a possible upset this week? The 49ers, Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. The question is, I, I feel like I don't. Well, some people may. It's technically an upset because of the seedings and stuff, but I really don't look at it as an upset. I feel like the the 49ers are the better team, and I trust Kyle Shanahan over Mike McCarthy. And even though Dak is a better quarterback, I don't think it's by a whole lot. And the 49ers are really playing at the right, are clicking at the right time. Um, my head says it all. First of all, and it and it's it really I'm, I don't think it's really close. I think Raiders Bengals has a chance. The Raiders really have a chance to pull an upset. And like I, I don't think it'd be much of an upset. But Vegas has the Raiders at six point underdogs. Um, Raiders uh, key stats to know. Uh, Raiders are four and zero overtime, and also. 6-0 and in games that have come down to the last drive. And just keep that in mind. Playoffs are won and lost. Games are won and lost on last, on the fourth quarters. Um, Derek Carr, I, while, while not a guy that's played the playoffs before, um, I feel like the experience will win out over a very youthful, talented, but also very team that's prone to big plays. Uh, Cincinnati, 20, 20 touchdowns. This season, they're considered big plays most of the NFL, but I do think that they are prone to, if they don't make the big play, they often force plays. Burrow, there are like several times this year, Burrow forced throws in there. That um, Well, every quarterback does it, but Burrow did it kind of inconsistently right. Also, Burrow sacked 56 times most of the NFL. Um, Raiders pass rush, Max Crosby, Nagaku. Nagaku, um, I feel like those guys can get, get to uh, Burrow. His line, while his line's gotten better from his rookie year, also there's still some leakages in there. So I feel that um, the Raiders can pull the upset, and I think that it'll be key just keeping Jamar, keeping Jamar Boyd. People don't talk about Tyler Boyd enough, and I, it's getting disrespectful. Stop talking about Jamar and T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd was there before all of them, and he's going to be the guy I feel like we have to stop because I feel like we're gonna, we could do a good job on Jamar and T. But Tyler Boyd. And it's gonna be, and Mixon are gonna be out the guys we stop. But I do think the Raiders pull the upset, guys. I feel like this is this is set for the Raiders to win. Also, they're riding momentum. Momentum is very important. Um, and and, and while this is understated, y'all, keep in mind none of the, I mean, besides Jamar and a couple other guys, Joe didn't play last week. Their consistency, I know it's 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 kind of hyperbole and all that, but you kind of need that consistency. And we're on a, the Raiders are on a roll right now, four in a row. 
you down six, seven, six or seven. Yeah, now you won four in a row. I feel like the momentum is going to keep going, and I feel like the Raiders can ride their way to at least one playoff win. All right. So the way I see it is, yeah, I do agree. Raiders, Bengals. That's a, that could be a potential upset. It could be a a shootout, fireworks show in that game. Um, the Raiders do have it in them. Derek Carr, um, big game QB. Um, Joe Burrow is his first time. You know he's done it in college. Now we get to see if he, if he can play that at that level at the uh, at the professional level at um at quarterback. Uh, that Forty Nine ers game, Forty Nine ers Cowboys is very interesting. In my opinion, and a lot can happen in that football game. Really want to see how uh, that's a possible upset in that game. Kind of on the fence with it right now in regards to who I'm going to pick as a winner because, you know, San Francisco is so dangerous, man. And I don't think they need, they don't need the whole, you know, we got to have home field advantage and all these other factors to come into play. They just, they show up on the road and they they, they beat you. You know, they, they play bully ball. With their um their playmakers, Debo Samuels, the running backs doesn't matter, and they make you adjust. If you don't properly adjust, they they're gonna get you. And their defense pretty good as well, so that's a possible upset. And I see the uh, Raiders over uh, Bengals could be something that could go down as well. But um, I want to ask y'all this too: uh, Y'all see Mac Jones doing anything in his first round? Yeah, I was just looking at the matchups again. Uh, that's going to be an interesting one. I can see them winning. And another thing, do y'all think Josh McDaniels should get another shot? Or what are y'all think? Man. Stop, stop recycling these old Christy. Never mind. I can't see because this is being recorded. Can we stop recycling these same guys, please? I know McDaniels has been over. Guys, he turned. Guys, he quit on the team. He yeah. literally had a job and quit. Like, that's good. Brian, that, that hurt him around the league. Like, teams, like, Multiple teams that would have considered him wiped him off the board. That and that's known. Like that, I don't know if he's gotten over that. Like they respect his guy's back, but like teams are going to remember that when when they when they're interviewing him. Look, I'm not saying what he did was right, but he was the because of the uncertainty with luck that I believe that played a huge role in it. And also, the Patriots did a lot of convincing to keep him to stay. That's another thing people may not talk about a lot. I think I wouldn't mind him getting another shot, but I, I see where you're coming from. And I'm also thinking, if a black guy had done that, would he get it? Would he even get another interview? I don't even. That's just my personal opinion. I could be wrong, but I don't think a black guy would get another chance if he did something like that. But um, I don't think uh, another name to talk about I haven't is the DC for the Giants. He's uh, Patrick Graham. He's another name that a lot of people like. I hope if the Giants bring in their new head coach, I hope they keep him. But I think he's going to be a good head coach. He's a smart guy too. He went to Yale. He did a really good job with the with the yeah, Giants man. team. Wait, uh, why? Wait, why? Why? Why don't? They, why wouldn't they keep him as the head coach then? I don't know. <laughs> I can see that, but he would have to sell them on a really good pitch. But I, I can see that happening. Uh, but I, I, I don't. I could see it, but it would be. It depends on who the GM is. If it's a Patriots guy, he interviews him, likes him, then I could see that. But if it's someone outside the Patriots, I'd be shocked if that happens. 
So do you think the uh, Raiders going to keep the, uh, the the interim coach right now and give him the head coach uh, the full time title? That's a tough one. I think, man. I don't, if I was them, I personally would still do the interview process and then maybe decide on it. But uh, I'm not. I'm not saying the guy doesn't deserve credit. But I probably got to give more to the defense and Gus Bradley than than I mean the defense and uh, Derek Carr. Then I'll give it to him. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve any credit, but that's who I, I give most credit to. But uh, and also me personally, I would I wouldn't want to clean house. I don't want anybody associated with John Gruden. That's just me. Uh, it's not their fault that they they were that uh, they didn't know about all that stuff. But that's just me. I, I would clean house. That's just me. Go ahead, Leo. That's your team. anybody else could come in and just follow this like these players have been through a roller coaster think about it think about this y'all Basashi has been has been there this whole season whether you count with Gruden or without Gruden Basashi has been the guy that's helped him roll through the, the waves of ups and downs it's gonna be hard for somebody to come in and become in and say and, and be and, and do better because if they do, if they fall off, then they'll just say, why didn't they just keep Sasha? Yeah, that's it. That's coming. That's literally, that's going to want to happen. If they fall off, and they're going to say, you know what, people Sasha. But also, y'all, do y'all remember when the Bron- when the Browns did good with Freddie Kitchens, y'all? And they gave Freddie Kitchens, it's giving me nightmares. They gave Freddie Kitchens the full-time job, and we saw he couldn't coach at the NFL level. Like, we give him a full season. I do not want that to happen to Look us. Look what he had, though, man. Kind of Look what he had. Freddie Kitchens had a phenomenal talent. No, but that that what it was. The pressure you had. Oh, you trade for OBJ in this dude's first year, and he had all his yeah. other pieces on the team. Yeah, Jarvis. Yeah, he, he had Chubb and Joe Cool. And Joe yeah, Cool. All those guys. Mm-hmm. That's and pressure. Too. That's pressure for a first year coach. The Raiders yeah, don't have I that. Don't know. Yeah, but if they if they do something in the playoff. I think DB a win sends a win seals he'll be he'll be the coach a win seals that do you, and I think do you bring I back Gus Bradley because yes, I don't know about your defense man yeah the defense has to get better I just think the playmakers they need to draft better on Mayock is a guy Mayock if Mayock's lucky we're in the playoffs because if not his ass would be grass because I am tired of seeing the defense be a leakage every week. On defense, they've always been terrible on defense. Even when they get the upgrades, they got the Casey Haywards, they got the Crosby's really good, Nagoku's really good, Nagaku's really good, and we lost five line to the, for the rest of the season. But he was a really good D tackle. But the linebacking core and the other parts of that secondary need to be fixed. But I do think Basashi, a win tells him that he would go there. But and I disagree with Brian. If he wins this weekend in Cincinnati, I wouldn't even interview nobody else. No, I think they have to by default. I could be wrong. But if, if you can't promote thing, somebody, you can't promote someone. But the, no, no, I, I could be wrong. But the thing is, if it gets out that they're leaning likely to hire him, then I don't think anyone would interview. So it would kind of like they eat out of it. Like I, I don't know if y'all saw last year. It's just one example I'm using. Like the Lions were leaning towards hiring Dan Campbell, and Todd Bowles was supposed to interview with, with them, and they just canceled it. So they would say they would have wasted his time uh, when the writing was on the wall. But uh, I, 
the really reason why I think he could be more successful than a guy like Freddie Kitchens is Freddie Kitchen was 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 the re- main reason why they wanted to keep him because he was calling the plays and they felt like he had to be on the staff and no other coach wanted to keep him on the staff as an OC or something like that. So that's why they made him the interim. I think Rich Versace has been an interim head coach before, so I think that helped him. Uh, the question is, who would he keep on the staff and who he would not keep? But I think he could do a solid job. Would he help them reach their ceiling? That's really the big question. But I feel like if you get a guy like, let's say you get a Jim Harbaugh, for example, then, or a Doug Peterson, someone that's that's been successful in this league, I think you, that's an easier sell to your fans, and he's more than likely not going to fail. But if you get one of these un, uh, unexperienced coordinators, then there's a chance that person could fail. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Raiders. All right, man. That's that's cool. That's I think he should stay, man. If 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 he's doing all this, accomplish all this, if he if he pulls up an upset this uh, this Sunday, this Saturday, I think he should keep the job, man. I just I had y'all for dead. Man. I didn't think the Raiders was gonna uh, pull it through. To be honest with you, but the way that the league is set up now with these um, divisional games at the end of the season, they play it to their favor, and other teams didn't take care of business, and the Raiders. Got in there and uh, do what they had to do, but hope he gets the job, man. Um, like seems like a good coach. Teams looks uh looks expired with him as the coach compared to John Gruden. So we'll see, man. But anyways, that's all we have for y'all for right now. So give us a like, comment, subscribe to the channel. You listen to this through YouTube. Listen to this through uh iTunes. Give us a five star rating. Leave your comments, questions, concerns, hate, whatever. We don't care. Leave them all on uh iTunes. And uh, also check out Strike7Sports.com. We'll be having uh, NFL content throughout the week. Um, previewed a few games. Not all of them, but like three of them. The uh, 49ers, Cowboys, Chiefs, uh, Chiefs, uh, Steelers, and uh, Cow- uh, Bengals, Raiders will be those three games that we look at for this week. But that's all we have for y'all for right now. Have a blessed night. Be safe. Peace. We out, man. Thank you.